Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. Hey, everybody. Utah, give me two. What's going on? Michael Govier, glad to be aboard with you. Benjamin Chase. No Phil Goyette today. Phil is doing the vacation thing with the family. So, it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try, Ben. Just the two of us. You and I. I, I just wish I had a mini-me right now. You know, you know <laughs> do a little. Well, I'll tell you what. There's plenty of both of us to go around. We could probably make one or two molds. Make yeah, something happen well, there. <laughs> yeah, I tell folks the joke is, you know, and good news is if you split me in half, there's still, you know, enough for two normal-sized humans. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> well, look, uh, we're not here for the jokes. We're here to talk about <laughs> Dynasty Baseball. Mason's here. 701 represent. Shout out to you, Mason. Oh, boy. Up in the North Dakota. That's right. Mason texted me last week, and we had a nice text conversation. So, Mason, shout out to you, my friend. Good to have you aboard here on what we call the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Free Discord, still rocking every day. We got DFS, we got betting picks, we got prospect talk, trade review, player analysis, Random stuff about Russell Crowe. Uh, we're even talking a bit of football in there now on one channel if you want to dive over there. We call it Tommy Pham's Fantasy Football World or something like that <laughs> as a tribute to the master himself, Tommy Pham. So you could be a part of that experience for free. And if you want to take it up a notch, the Patreon starts at 3 bucks. I just did an article last night, Ben. I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased with I called it the 2022... Aristides Aquino award winner. It'll be the player who's a hitter only who has the best final two months of 2022 in honor of Aquino's epic run a few years ago where he came on the scene and just dominated. So I gave a whole list of candidates who could win this award. Is there anybody that you could think of that you would like? I, I mean, I put Vinny Pasquantino on the list. He's certainly in the running. Oh, also, one of the other caveats. Week. Yeah, especially this week. One of the other caveats, though, Ben, is it has to be a player who was at, at least outside the top 180p during the draft season. So mm-hmm. you could pick your own ADP, but it gives you a, you know, you can't choose, uh, you know, Mookie Betts. No, we're not yeah. doing that. No, I, I I mean, as a Braves fan, can I say Von Grissom? Because holy crap, the week that boy has had since he came up. Jeez. I didn't that put is, him on the list. I should have. I put Michael Harris on the list, though. Yeah, and, and and you know, seriously. And then you know, Harris gets the contract he did this, you know, just last night. Um, oh, is that eight done? Years, eight years, eighty million, and that's it. Can go to ten years and a hundred and two, I believe, with all the mm-hmm. options and everything. But I I saw a really good breakdown. People that like to rip on these contracts. If Harris had taken his chances, 
and just gone regular, he very he possibly could have made about you know if if things progress in the way things normally progress and Harris kind of hits the top of the peak of everything along the way and hits just goes all arbitration, he might have made about eighty eight million. Hmm. So in those in those same eight years, so. We're talking, I mean, this is his eight years of control that he essentially is selling away. Yes. And the Braves paid $80 million for those. He is going to be done with his eight years at 29 years old or with his contract at 29. If they pick up none of the contract or none of the option years, he's done with his contract still 29 years old. If he has progressed the way that, you know, Braves fans certainly hope he progresses. This kid's hitting the open market at 29 and that kid could easily sign a multiple hundred million dollar deal. That's you're you're set up for life already at that point. Now yeah. you go out and just play ball for the next eight years and set yourself up for the big money deal after that. That's I mean that's what these are about. What these deals are about. But to get back to your point, I think that's that's going to be a kind of fun to watch those guys play i mean it's already fun because they're young and they just don't care it's that's that's kind of a fun thing with young guys like that at the end of the year mm-hmm. but man i you know another one that i think could be interesting is jose miranda in minnesota i saw he let out or he put in the first runs of the game today for the twins uh with a home run and he's getting a lot more run right now with with Kirilov being for sure done for the year and I mean there's just kind of guys are they're making more decisions you know we saw that Votto went out for the year now today. Uh, total you know, bummer yeah. but I mean those type of decisions are being made which is allowing for secure playing time for certain guys and a guy like Miranda now has he may not be at one position but he's going to be all around the field and he's the type of guy that he may not be pretty if you're in an OBP league, but he's the type of guy who could, I could see him getting hot and putting up 10 home runs the rest of the way. So, I mean, that's the type of guy you, you look at for the type of guy who gets an Aquino award because he's, he's the type of guy who get hot and put up some really fun numbers. So. Yeah. So you have no beef then with these contracts. You think if that's a player's choice, then let them do what they got to do. And that's to me, these deals right now, I don't have an issue, and especially a guy like Harris who's coming through the draft. Now, there are some issues that you get when you get into the guys who are coming through the international side. Mm. That's a little different ball game because sure. those guys, they're already coming through a pretty messed up system to come into this country and into the league. And then it's, you know, are you taking advantage of the fact that they're trying to basically secure things at home for their families and their whatnot? You know, if you're buying out the ARB years only or a year of free agency, I'm not a terrible, you know, opponent to that. It's, I've seen some of these deals where they then buy out three or four years of our, of post ARB, of three or four years of free agency. That's when it's like, yeah, you know, that one seems a little shady and mm-hmm. you're biting into a guy's ability to potentially make real money for himself. Mm, I don't like that. I mean, yeah, I get and and I get why people throw shade on the deals. I there's a legit I, I understand that. Yeah. 
But if I am, you know, everyone throws shade on the Ozzy Albies deal. Let's bring that one out because he signed for a ridiculous low amount of money at that time, but he's also coming off. He had had one year in his life and it was a really, it was a power and almost no OBP year. He's since shown that he can take a walk. He's really developed as a player since, which is, you know, that's great, but he hadn't really shown that he could do both taking a walk and putting the ball out of the park as a major league player yet at that time. Yeah. Um, And he's, one of the better defensive second basemen in the lead. I mean, he's kind of turned into a pretty darn elite second baseman. Braves got a deal. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. All right. That well, said, look. if you've got $45 million in your pocket and break, you know, that's one thing comparing a football contract to a baseball contract is very, very different because Ozzy Albies has that money no matter what happens to him tomorrow. If he never comes back from the injury that he suffered this year and he can never play ball again, he has that money. He is set for life with the money that he signed already. Yep. That's, and that's the deal. That's the deal. And, yeah. and that I can never argue with a player making that choice. No, I would never would do that. Tatis, he signed a a huge deal. I mean, he got a monster, monster deal, and that's guaranteed. And so far, he's getting the better end of that deal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For how things have gone for him. So I'm with you, Ben. I completely agree. I'm not here to judge anybody else's uh, way that they make money. So good for the guys that are getting it. Congratulations. Michael Harris, smart move. And the Braves are a smart organization, so they know what they're doing, too. It's a win-win for both sides, and there's nothing wrong with that. What? I really want to dive into, though, is today's topic. We're talking about who's it time to say goodbye to in Dynasty Baseball. Yes, we talk prospects here on the Prospects Power Half Hour. We talk Dynasty Baseball. But there are certain players that you might have a trade deadline that's coming up or is very close to coming, if not already passed, for a lot of you in your leagues. And we want to kind of give you some players that maybe you should consider saying goodbye to. It's never hard. To, it's never that easy to say goodbye. And I understand that. But we're going to try to help you get through it. So if you got any players you want to talk about, throw them in the live chat right here, and we will discuss them thoroughly. In the meantime, we'll offer up our own opinions on some players. Uh, ben, you want to throw out a player that maybe you think, you know, if you have him on your squad, it might be time to trade him now before his value maybe even decreases further? Uh, the first one's going to really make me sad because I really like this guy in college, and that's Austin Martin. Um, one of my favorite players when he was at Vanderbilt. Um, And I really saw a lot of similarities between him in college and Dansby Swanson in college. And I thought they were going to be very similar pro players. He was going to progress in the same way, and you were going to see him. They both had kooky swings in college, and Dansby kind of did some work and worked hard and – he was the same type of an OBP machine that progressed and got to the majors quickly. That is all Martin is right now. And there's what you have to understand is when guys put up high OBPs in the minors, you can have a guy who's patient and a guy who's passive. And there's a Martin is on that. Very, very thin line right there. He is certainly, I would not call him a patient guy right now. Um, He is on that border between patient and passive. 
because he he just it seems like he just doesn't know when to swing and because of that he draws a lot of walks that's a big big issue and so he ends up with these really nice obp numbers but that's all he's got to his line i think he's got maybe a 315 slugging percentage this year and a guy who has natural doubles power the way that he does should luck into a 315 slugging and that's his slugging this year i mean i think he's got maybe one home run one triple and the guy's got i mean legit plus to plus plus speed and he's got one triple i mean there there's just things aren't going well and then we then you go into the issue that he doesn't really have a position but that's not a deal for fantasy for us to worry about but the twins are still trying to figure out now what do we do for him as far as what position do we put him at um so if you are in a league where somebody still thinks this is a former number two overall pick that could be an elite guy that could all those things sell yep throw him in get what you can out of him but if you are in a in a deal where you're getting a two for one and you need to make some roster space and he's sitting on your roster. That's, that's an okay guy to, to drop. Yeah. I hate to agree with you, but I think you're absolutely right. I was really excited about his trade when he came over from the blue Jays and I was like, all right, cool. But I guess it just didn't pan out the way I thought it would. And that's a great call. Austin Martin, Maybe a guy that uh, if you could get somebody to dive into, like Ben said, take a chance and make the move. I mean, we all want every player to succeed. It doesn't always happen. And when you're running a team, you're playing for money, you want to win, you do have to act like a GM for a real team. It's a bottom line business. You want production. And if you're not going to get it, you got to move a guy before it's too late. Oh, look who's here. I haven't seen Helmut. What's up, Helmut? Helmut, an original fan of the Palazzo podcast prospects power half hour which we are here live myself and benjamin chase what's up guys give me two sure i'll give you two utah there you go give me two austin martin similar problem with jordan groshans right groshans i the only i will give groshans a a single year exemption on this only because it's injury related this year he's previously shown decent power numbers and it's like he just fell off the world this year. I don't know what happened with his ability to hit the ball into gaps this year, but it just it suddenly disappeared. I uh, mean, for Martin, this has been an issue since he's been drafted. He's just never shown the power that everyone thought there could be. And so that's, yeah, Groshans definitely was one I looked pretty heavy at, um, but not... He's one that I, I would still, if you've got him, I would stick with him. But boy, that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anyone who does take that same type of a thought. So Okay. Sup, gents. Russell's in the house. By the way, if you missed it, Russell had a great meme about Fernando Tatis <laughs> as a tribute to a, a classic 90s baseball movie called Rookie of the Year, starring Henry Rowengardner, Thomas Ian Nicholson, Nicholas. Thomas Ian Nichols. Thomas Ian Nichols? Is it? I can't remember how his last name goes. It's the guy from American Pie who plays one of the side friends, too, when he grows up. Anyways, Russell, that was hilarious. Check Russell out and follow him on Twitter at Armchair Roto. He's also got his own website, 
He's got projections, and he gave us a little taste of it in the Palazzo Discord the other day. Really, really top-notch stuff. So it all starts with armchairroto.com. All right. So I was looking over my Dynasty rosters, and I was thinking, hmm, you know, I've made a nice run in the double deuce. I've been able to – looks like I'm going to be in the top 12 for the double deuce. I'm very happy about that. I made that trade when I gave up Starling Marte about a month ago for Jeffrey Springs. Donovan Solano and Manny Margot, who's going to be back this weekend, who was really the prize there. And the fact that he's going to come right off the IL is that's the best scenario for that trade. So I'm happy about that. But guys who I was like, you know what, it might be time to say goodbye to, that's where it got a little bit tougher for me. But I think one of them for me is Jaron Duran. I, I think... I think I could get something for him still right now because he showed some flashes this year and he got to lead off in Boston, some speed, some power, score some runs. But I just don't know if he could be a consistent enough hitter in this league or if he'll be an elite-level player like some people think that Jaron Duran could be in Boston. So if somebody's willing to take him off your hands and you could get somebody or two guys that are lesser, the old two-for-one if you prefer it that way, I think I would do that. What do you think of that? I think the Boston and, frankly, this applies as well for the Yankee hype machine, are real things. And if you've got someone, I mean, Duran got pumped up because he showed up to spring one year and put out some balls in their spring training complex. And everyone suddenly went, oh, my gosh, this guy who can really run is going to suddenly hit 20 home runs, too. And then I think I... I'd have to look at I think he went to basically their one hitter-friendly park in their minor league system. They Boston has a pretty neutral minor league system, except for one park, and that's where he went. And, of course, he starts knocking out a few bombs, and everyone's like, see, see, he's going to be a 20-homer hitter. And he's not that. And the transition from him moving from second base to center field went right over his head. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but... He's, I mean, I was just looking up his numbers right now. 308 plate appearances, 16 walks, 95 strikeouts. That's a ridiculously bad ratio. I mean, you're striking out 30% of the time as a guy who's supposed to be a leadoff hitter. And that's just, it's not going to cut it. And his defense isn't great. Yeah, he's still fast. That's one yeah. thing he's got going for. He's still legit fast, but he's he altered his swing to try and keep going with that power, and he's lost a lot of his contact ability. I If you can get somebody who still believes that hype machine, yeah, jump on it. And as far as that goes, Estevan Florial's coming up right now. <laughs> and if you get – I mean, he's had a really – I mean – when he's been healthy, he's had a solid year in the minors this year. If you can get someone to hop on that train, if he has a few big games for the Yankees, sell, 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 sell. So, you know, pick him up and sell because most likely he's on your freaking waiver wire. But, you know, sell, 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 sell. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, oh, that makes me feel better, too, that Ben's in agreement with me on Jaron Duran. Hey, we wish him the best. We want you to succeed, Jaron, but... You know, sometimes, like, look, I know who I am. There's things in this life I just can't do, and I accept that. And 
to me, that's part of life. We're not trying to shit on people or say, that guy sucks. It just becomes at a certain point you are who you are. And you can have all the intentions and all the best hopes for your life in the world. And you could probably get a lot more out of yourself than you realize if you really push yourself. But still, you might never be what the person who is better at your job can be sometimes. That's just a fact. So, did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So let's move on to another guy that Ben will offer real quick. Anthony says, hey, am I late? Of course you are, Anthony. But is MJ Govier the next Detroit Lions quarterback? Better than Jared Goff. Okay, I don't know what's going on here. Anthony, you're... You making fun of me? Because I am not a good quarterback. I did play quarterback in flag football once, and uh, I was not very good because you need a mobile quarterback when you play flag. You need somebody who can <laughs> run real fast and could have because there's no blocking that will ever hold up. So you got to be able to have agile knees that could go side to side, lateral movement, and that yeah, wasn't my me. Knees go side to side, but it, it isn't good what happens after that. So. <laughs> no, I imagine we're sharing some similarities there, Ben. Yeah, I, I was yeah. more like a Chad Pennington. I could give you good accuracy, but. That's not what you need to flag. So uh, let's move on the list here. We're doing players it's time to say goodbye to in Dynasty. Ben, give us another name. Oh, and this one makes me so sad because I really liked him as a prospect, but Forrest Whitley. And, oh, really? Man, he. I, I wanted to look this up. You real, it, It's hard to remember, but do you realize he has pitched all of this year? He has now pitched 18 innings. 18 and two-thirds innings. Those are the first innings he has pitched since 2019's Arizona Fall League. <laughs> oh, man. He had not pitched since the Fall League in Arizona that year. And that year's Fall League, he pitched very well. But he was coming off of pitching nearly an eight ERA that year over 60 innings. Wow. That's why they sent him to Fall League. So... He basically hasn't been good really since 2018, and he was hurt that year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, this guy really hasn't been a, a stud performer as a prospect since he was 19 in 2017. It's now five years later. And he is, I was looking this up on fan, on, you know, looking up fan tracks and seeing what he, where, folks were rostered and percentages he is 31 percent rostered still and wow. he hasn't had a productive pitching year since 2017 really it's like 
it, he's living it's on incredible <laughs> to me that he's still owned that much yeah but i mean yeah he's striking out a lot more than a guy in inning right now but he's also walking everyone and their monkey's uncle so i mean he's got an 820 era this year over 18 over those 18 innings i i think it's just time to pull I mean, if you are one of those 30 percent i don't know that there's anybody who's going to trade for him if you are pulling off a two for one deal there's your guy to get rid of or heck just get him off your team <laughs> yep <laughs> Russell yeah, says he, he still walked a bunch of guys in that fall league. He was just so nasty, nobody noticed. The It was the – I mean, he, he went to fall league twice, and between the two of them had 51 innings and 16 walks. So, I mean, it wasn't horrible, and he struck out 68 guys in those 51 innings. So, I mean, he, he was productive, but, I mean – it still it wasn't pretty. I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> but the one thing that uh did kind of get away is he allowed three home runs that year out of you know to put up he only gave gave up 10 runs total, but th- three home runs mm. to put up that in, in Arizona and just somehow ended up with a 288 ERA and you're like, well, there's something seems a little shady about that number. And lo and behold, but then he just, he hasn't shown up at all for this guy's all a, these years. Just, he's textbook though, Ben, this is a textbook example of a guy who got so much hype in the prospect machine that to this day, despite everything you just said about the lack of production over literal years, he still enamors a lot of people. Well, pipeline, after he was a top 10 prospect after that 2017 season, after the 2018 season, he was their number seven prospect. Then he misses. Then he kind of has the holy crap, terrible year in 2019 where he's like got a 10 ERA and they still rank him number 19. After he basically falls off the face of the earth and we have a pandemic, he's still their number 41 prospect. He finally falls off their ranking system this last year. Like, holy cow, how is Forrest Whitley still getting ranked all these years? But <laughs> but he has been. And it's, I, mean, I think it's just finally time for folks to go, okay, maybe not. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that is a great call. I'm so glad you brought him up because I admit, I think I even squeezed him in. I'm going to be honest here. I do the top 459. Head-to-head category rankings. I think I put him at like four, like four in the. He's even in that list at all. I put him at like four fifty-eight. So <laughs> he doesn't belong in that list. That's a mistake. I'm going to remove him, and I'm glad you brought him up. Forrest Whitley, no ill will, dude. But hey, you got to prove yourself. And I don't know what people are looking at at this point. Don't look at the name. Look at the production. Look at the growth. Look at his trends over the last two to three years and what levels they've come from. Have they moved along? Are they still stuck in single A? Is there no change? These are things, easy things that me, as the lesser of the two here on the show, can identify. Ben will give you some of the more detailed, nuanced parts of scouting and what you can see with players. But I play Dynasty, and I know what I'm doing, and I know that Forrest Whitley is just not a guy that I should be rostering right now. And if you can get out of that situation, please do. I'll throw another name at you real quick, and then Ben will give us one more, and we'll call it a day. Here we're dynasty players that we're trying to say goodbye to because, you know, hey, sometimes it's just not meant to be. And if you want to win, you got to make the moves before you're stuck with dead weight. And 
sad but true here. Uh, I was thinking about my Tigers, and I was thinking it's time to pull the plug on Casey Mize entirely and get away from him because, and, and obviously he'll be out till 2024-ish, the beginning of that time, because he had Tommy John surgery and he just had it, but I don't, the guy that he is and the, the number one overall pick, uh, I just think if someone was willing to pay you close to value for that still right now, I would do it now and just not, I don't want to wait for him to come back. And even when he does come back, I don't think he's going to be a elite pitcher. He could be a number, he could be a number three or four guy in a rotation, I think, but that's not the guy he was purported to be. So no. And, and I don't, if there's somebody out there who wants to give you, frankly, present three, four value for him. I think you jump all over that because mm. you're not going to see that until 2024. So jump all over that now, because you'll, if you can get the value of a three, four right now on your roster for the next, you know, two years while you're wait when you would be waiting on him. Yeah, absolutely. You do that. So, okay. There is something to be said for that. Now, I will say if you're on the flip side of that and somebody pulls the trigger and drops him, depending on your league's rules, if you have IL rules where somebody sitting on 60-day IL doesn't cost you a roster spot, that's a guy who would potentially make some sense to go and grab, pick up, throw on. But then you got to think about most dynasty leagues, you get to the offseason you go back down to your overall roster limits and is he worth keeping? And that's where it gets really tough to think about. Cause yeah, I don't know. There, there are probably some a ball guys that I would be very intriguing or that I would be very intrigued to, to keep over a potential three, four starter coming off of TJ, you know, it's just, it's a tough sell. What about I'm thinking about one of the twins guys who just got promoted to AAA, Simeon Woods Richardson. He's looking good. Well, he's is he Reds now? He was he was in a trade. Which oh crap? Tra- which trade was he? Now you was got he? me thinking. Yeah, he no, was... Simeon's still with the Twins, isn't he? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think he got promoted to AAA St. Paul, so he's still there with the Twins, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, I've and, been wrong once before, so you know. There unbelievable! I can't believe it. But <laughs> I, I just threw it out as an example of a guy that I've yeah. liked, and he's starting to get closer to the bigs now at AAA. Simeon Woods Richardson. I'd rather have than Casey Mize, and I feel pretty confident about that actually. And he's, you know, Simeon's the type of guy who probably is what you would prefer Mize to be. Simeon's sixteen mm. home runs over two hundred and fifty minor league innings. That's what he really, I mean, he's a guy who he keeps the ball in the park. I wouldn't ever expect Simeon's with Richardson to ever be a strikeout guy. That's not what he's built to be, but he's the type of guy who could like when he gets built up, whatnot, he's going to be a guy who will probably give you 30 starts. A lot of them are going to be quality starts and he's going to keep the ball in the ballpark. That's a pretty solid. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's a lot of good examples. Like a Cal Quantrill? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think 
Cal probably even has Cal might have a little better roster, not a little better raw stuff than than Simeon. But yeah, I mean that's that's the type of mold you're going for here, and that's okay. you know Cal would probably be maximizing a lot of things for for Simeon, but that would be kind of what he's <laughs> shooting for. Okay, so well, that's great. Chad says I can't think of an Astros pitching prospect that has come out that wasn't seriously flawed. Not sure if it's the talent or the system, but it's something I've noticed. Um, I don't know. They, don't they, they, isn't their I mean, like staff Luis filled Garcia, with a lot of guys? Framber yeah. Valdez. They've they produced some guys. Those are it's their just, guys, right? Yeah. They've they produced some guys. It's just... it. They, they Christian have, Javier? I mean, yeah. They have their way to produce guys. I think one of the things to take with an Astros guy, they seem to do really well with guys that come out of nowhere that they produce. Yes, Hunter Brown. I was just going to say, I know that there's a Hunter Brown fan that is constantly in our chat. <laughs> but there it is. I mean, they, they do really well with guys that come from like the fourth round or later and they build up into a guy. Okay. But Whitney was, Whitley was, I believe, a first round guy and had that pedigree and everything they seem to struggle with taking that type of a pedigree and then developing it as far as a high school kid or a junior college like if they get a big time college guy they tend to do okay because that guy's already had some development done but if they're building up a jugo kid or a high school kid that later they kind of want that moldable later round kid that really has is able to be taught things, which they do really well with that. And same thing with international guys. So, hmm. okay. Uh, Chad also says in the live chat, I think the big thing for Mize is he should come back at a point in time where he has a much higher win potential because the team should be exponentially better in two years. Uh, well, you would think that. Uh, I guess that's that's doable. Also, Mize, even if he struggles, should be the equivalent of current Kluber, not Cy Young Kluber. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben, why don't you give us one more guy before we close out the show here? Well, it's the one I'll, I'll say, and it's because, you know, I am I got to watch a really fun Canadian pitcher last night with Mike Soroka's return off, off and his, uh, it's been a while, and he looked Cheers to you. Amazing. But uh, I'll bring up another Canadian pitcher is a, a bad, a sad day, and um, that's the twins, Jordan Belazovic. And oh no, uh, I love his, I've, I've always loved his raw stuff and gosh, dang it. I, I've, I've been covering this kid since he was drafted. So, I mean, he's a personal favorite of mine and just a guy I've really been cheering for all the way. He's running a 10 50 ERA this year and it's, oh, and it's not like mistakes. It's over 40 innings, <laughs> you know, it's, He's given up 16 home runs and in 40 innings. Oh man. I mean, jeez. He's throwing gopher balls. It's it's not it's not a mistake at this point. Um, you know, there's going to be 24 talk. next month too. Yeah. And, yeah, and I mean, he's he's kind of running out of that well, he's young, he can figure it out line too. And I mean the the fastball has lost a little zip. It's definitely lost a lot of its movement it had a lot of natural movement um i just i liked him a whole lot i just i don't think you can hold on for the 
maybe there's still something here anymore. Um, just for <sighs> for reference, 16 home runs this year. He had given up 39 in his career over 320 innings previous to this. Yeah, or he has given wow. up 39 total. So he had he had given up 23 over 320 innings. He's given up 16 and 43 this year. So That's three guy, home runs per nine, guys. Three home runs per nine. That's insane. Yeah. He, he's a guy who's just has had nasty movement low in the zone, and it's just it's disappeared. <laughs> he just he doesn't have that movement on his fastball anymore, and it's it's sad. It's really hard to watch because you want to cheer for him. He's a he's a fun guy to watch on the mound. So, yep. Wow, I have him on that double deuce team there and i actually was thinking about throwing his name in here because of that so i'm with you all the way unfortunately i i thought that there would be a growth this year and he would get closer to the major leagues he's farther away than ever unfortunately which is a big bummer for me a uh, truth post says in the live chat 1050 era tigers will sign him <laughs> what come on dude you guys you guys are so mean to my Tigers. Yeah, you should. we did a closer. <laughs> Go Tigers. Uh, Chad says, I've got one, and it makes me sad since the faster Trey Turner potential was there, and that is Vidal Brujan. He's just not going to ever be that full package. I think that's pretty obvious, yeah. Um, I I think, in all seriousness, I think a big part of that is he, he has been a guy, you put him at a position and play him, he did well. Mm-hmm. The Rays don't do that. The Rays nope. throw you all over the place. Yeah. And he has. And they sit really, you, they play you. Yeah. They really, really struggle. He has really struggled since he has been moving around more. Um, Interesting. So he's a system fit. It doesn't necessarily work for their system, no. his mentality. And so, I mean, I would be interested to see what could potentially happen if he would move to a different system. But I mean, there's another guy. He's 24 now. I mean, you're talking he's 25 before the season starts next year. Yeah, you're kind of hitting some. You know, you're already on on kind of working it out, working out of that young age. But we also have to realize, 25 guys like Jared Walsh and Mike Yastrzemski. We're older than that when they debuted. So that doesn't mean they're washed up. No. So look at Joey Manessas. Look at that guy. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just who knows what a different fit could be, but that's going to require the Rays throwing him into a deal somewhere. And then maybe he goes somewhere else and suddenly he's the right. He's in the right organization that really works with him well, and boom, he's gone. So, I wonder real quickly, you're always so good at these phenomenons when it comes to prospect discussions and hype. He was also kind of lumped in with Wander Franco, one of the most hyped prospects, and maybe there was a little inflation, like, oh, we got Wander, we got Vidal Brujan. You know what I mean? That's possible that a little bit of inflation occurs there. And, you know, one of the things that, with him, he kind of bumped up levels with him, but he wasn't ever the same type of a prospect. And that's just the thing is, I think Wander was that guy that, Vidal's always been the guy who's put up fantasy stats in the minors. Mm-hmm. Wander never did. 
Yeah. That's the thing is everyone used to go, geez, well, how is this guy a number one overall prospect? Because yeah, I get it. He hits, but what does he do? He doesn't hit 20 home runs. He doesn't yeah. steal 20 bases. What does he do? Well, yep. you see the skills. That's one of those moments where the scouts have to say, hey, I understand you aren't seeing the numbers, but it's because this kid is moving so stinking fast through the system, he's not getting a chance to be anywhere for very long to actually put up numbers. And Absolutely. Guerrero was the same way. Vlad was the same way. Everyone said, hey, this is a once-in-a-generation type of hitter. You got to just believe us here because he's going to get to the majors before he gets really a chance to show it in the minors. And that's Damn what right. Franco did too. So. Yep. Well said, Ben. Well said. It's the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We've done our half hour for sure. Anthony wants everyone to know Ben is great. He always answers questions in the Plaza Discord. Great guy. Thanks, Ben, for all your help. Look at that. That's that's what it's all about right there. Very cool. And we already covered this. It was very brief, but yes. Estevan Florial's called up for the Yankees, and Ben already alluded to the fact that might be a guy you want to trade now. <laughs> I think his thoughts on that were pretty clear. He's he's got 14 homers and 30 steals in AAA this year. So I mean, fantasy numbers. He's putting up a really pretty line, but he's also yeah. doing his typical Florial thing, where I think he's got like 20 walks and 130 strikeouts. So I mean, he's still Esteban Florial. So I mean, yeah. he's still gonna. He is who he is. So if he gets hot <laughs> and puts up some pretty numbers for a week or two. Sell. <laughs> sell as soon as you can. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. All right. Well, there it is. We did the show. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Follow Ben on Twitter, at Big Gentle Ben. Ben, you got anything uh, that you're rolling out? I know you already put out a massive piece post-trade deadline. You've been taking a little bit of a break. You got anything to look forward to in the next week or two? Just, uh, I was going to uh, this, you know, I do a weekly thing with, kind of covering the top performers every week in the minors and we're getting down to the end of the complex leagues have about a, I think either a week or two weeks left Um, this week on my, my weekly thing that I do is going to kind of break down where playoff races are too on top of that. So I was going to do that. I usually kind of have about an intro paragraph. I was going to do kind of a larger introduction on there and just kind of break down what playoffs look like because there are some pretty interesting playoff things and minor league playoffs are a lot of fun. I mean, they really are. You get to watch, get on MILB TV and watch the minor league playoffs and, you know, a game like, you know, Taylor Trammell hitting four home runs and, you know, propelling his team into a victory. Those are the type of things you see during the playoffs and they're, they're, they can be really fun. So. Absolutely. Truth Post wants to know, where do we find Ben at? Well, you can find him on Twitter at BigGentleBen. His handle's right here when I close your comment out. And he's in the Palazzo Discord, which is totally free. He's, he talks about prospects. He talks about a lot of in-game moments related to his team, known as the Atlanta Braves. And that's cool because that's a fun team to watch right now. So if you want to talk to Ben, he's usually very friendly and reasonable. Pop in the Palazzo Discord. The link is at the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed. It's all pinned right there. It's free. Just click the Discord link. It should be active, and it'll bring you right in, and you'll have to figure out which channel to find him in because there's like 80. I make it very hard on 
My but I do Discord. talk at most of them. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, you're everywhere. <laughs> Random trash, share your work, prospects, in-game moments. You can find Ben in all of them. And uh, he's just a great follow, too, on Twitter. At Big Gentle Ben, please. And you can read his work, the I, the Internet, Baseball Writers Association of America's Substack. He's had some posts there. And he also posts on his own website, which is? It's videobaseballscout.com. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot of places to find Mr. Benjamin Chase, who's as good as anybody when it comes to honest assessments, fair assessments, and a guy who cares about minor league baseball and the players that are involved in it as well. So that's what we also try to let you know about AdoptAMinorLeaguer.com. We had on Michael Rivers from AdoptAMinorLeaguer.com a few weeks back. Check out that episode. All episodes are available on the YouTube channel here for the Palazzo Podcast or if you prefer the audio, which now has ads. Sorry. Uh... I got I realized I put in a mid-roll thing there, and it was the first episode doing that. And I, I got to do a, hey, we'll be right back after this. I got to insert that, because I know people hate when they're listening to a show, and all of a sudden, a commercial just starts in the middle of the show. So a uh, little adjustment I'll have to make. But you guys are the best. Thank you so much. MJ Govier, Plausible Podcast, 2 else 2 Z. Put on your face and point out your fault. That was not the right button. That was, <laughs> that was great, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Utah. There it is. Give me two. All right, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.